0: Here, there, and everywhere. SAFM. 104.4 FM in Hermanus. So as I said, we're celebrating young people today. And every day we're going to be doing that for the month of June. Just looking at... Everything um, from a perspective of a young person uh, during this really, really interesting time. So it's tough times. We've got our own dynamics as a country. Young people have their own challenges. So we're going to be dedicating some time to just touch base with young people. Some you will know, some you will not know. And just check in on how they are doing in fact there was a a comment that one of the young people said yesterday we spoke to a student i don't know if you remember this yesterday if you were not listening we were speaking to a matriculant and asking them how they feel about going back to school and, and there was just a lot of anxiety that came through. And she was putting herself out there in a big way, you know, speaking up for young people. And I and I kept saying to her, tell me your perspective. Um, because she's she she felt this pressure of, of speaking on behalf of others, which is very commendable. But I also felt like I want to hear your story. You know, tell me what you're feeling and tell me how you're feeling. And you could hear the anxiety coming through. But one of the things that she highlighted was that nobody's listening. Nobody's listening. Nobody's, nobody wants their perspective. People talk about them, but no, nobody talks to them. And I just thought to myself, why don't we then do that ourselves? Let's give young people the space. It doesn't matter what it is that they want to bring up. Sometimes we don't understand what their gender is, right? So I may not be able to say, oh, we need to talk about this in the lives of young people, I don't know. I don't fall in that category anymore. So why don't we give them the space to tell us What's bugging them at the moment? To tell us what is top of mind for them right now, their insecurities, their concerns, and so on and so on. So, our first guest uh, in this series will be Lebo Mashiho. She is a founder of a company called Excellent. So, Excellent is um, it's sort of like a play on words of the the word eggs. Eggs. Okay. So you spell it E W G S. Excellent. And um, she is an entrepreneur, but she's got a really interesting background. And so let's just touch base with her. She'll tell us all about that. But thank you so much for making the time to talk to us.
1: Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Pamelo. Uh Good afternoon to all the listeners and to those that are especially, I mean, especially listening to mm. us today. Hello. Well,
0: well, lovely talking to you. You are a, a, a young entrepreneur. You are based in Mpumalanga, and you've been running this business for what, all of two years, I think. You You're selling eggs,
1: correct? I am. I'm selling eggs, and to be honest, I've been doing it for eight months now. Oh. The the the, pro, the producing of the eggs. I've been doing it for eight months. Okay. I've been running the business for almost a year now, because okay. I started back in November. Okay. No, actually I started in August, but the producing we started uh, in November.
0: But it was an interesting shift because you were running an NGO, you mm-hmm. were celebrated the world over, you know, you you are one of those candidates that Obama thought was great. So you had a really interesting future ahead of you, I would think, um, you were able to to study and 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 go around. You know, you were you were a leader. Let's let's call it that. In other words, um, somebody that all of us, the media had celebrated, um, the world had celebrated as some young person who's going to take us from here to the future. You were featured as Melan Garden, top 100 young people at some point and so on. The shift from I suppose taking all those opportunities and being identified even as the Young African Leader Initiative, the Obama Flagship Project, Mm -hmm. and deciding to go to Mpumalanga, drop all of that, go to Mpumalanga and start a chicken farm or an egg-producing farm.
1: Tell me about that and that decision. Um. Originally, I'm from Mm Mpumalanga and um, the... What you call the NGO, mm-hmm. the N- NPO. Yes. <laughs> so you started as an NPO. NPO. Yeah. It is a vision that started back in Bumalanga. And um, to be honest, I was afforded amazing opportunities and platforms because of the work that I was doing in the community. What
0: was the NPO doing?
1: So, New Breed mm-hmm. uh, was a music institute. Mm-hmm. What we did, we. We taught music to uh, to children in rural Mbumalanga mm-hmm. and that was a great project, it was a very nice idea, but with every business or concept there needs to be funding. Mm-hmm. So that became a, a challenge, a very big challenge because at some point I had to be taking out money from my own pocket yes. to keep the project running. Mm-hmm. Now being a young person who is not employed myself you know I I was I was um looking to to sustain the NPO through the work that we were doing um I had to bring in uh qualified teachers people that can teach music to um mm. to to the students that we had and all of that cost money you know running an NPO you you do it with the principles of any type of business it needs to generate money so that you keep the program or the project going
0: Tell me the disconnect, Lebo, because one would argue you were given many, many prominent uh, platforms. Mm. You were quite well known within the circles of people who are looking at young people. And we keep hearing this thing about, you know, we want to support young people, particularly young black women and so on. Your network was wide, global and so on. So tell me the disconnect between what we're hearing and why you weren't able to access what is supposedly out there for young black women?
1: To be quite honest, I, I don't know if we did not get the financial assistance we were so desperately needing mm-hmm. because we were operating in Bumalanga where nobody cares, I mm-hmm. think. Um, like with the Mail and Guardian platform, it was a big mm-hmm. opportunity that opened a lot of um, media platforms for me to be interviewed to speak about the project but nothing brought money uh, but, opportunity. People, but people
0: talk about empowering people in the rural areas so I, I want I, I again, don't know who is doing I that. Wonder again <laughs> I want I want to again connect the dots between yeah. what you hear on public platforms when when certain people stand up and say we have a project that is specifically for rural areas specifically uh-huh. for young black women and so on and the illusion that sometimes people have about the fact that a young black woman in a rural area has got far greater opportunities than an 40-year-old white male in this country. I want, I I want you true. to make it real for us. Is it true that you have better opportunities?
1: No, I, I don't think it's true. Um, talking from experience, I can't speak for, for the rest of us, but talking from my own experience, I mean, we went to all the, 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 the government departments. We went to all potential funders. Everyone said, this is great. Give us a proposal. I did. I went, I knocked on different doors. But I don't remember any door opening and saying, actually, this is the financial help that we can afford, you, you guys. You
0: are an educated young lady. You can understand and you can read between the lines. Why weren't you afforded all the opportunities that government says are available, that uh, corporate companies say they're available, that everybody talks about and ticks a box
1: on? Why weren't you afforded those opportunities? <laughs> I was pemelo. you know, to be honest, I... I'm I'm really not sure, but I I'm thinking it had to do with the fact that I was operating in Bumalanga in rural Bumalanga. I mean, I I knew people who were doing the same thing, who would be I mean who were based in 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 areas like Johannesburg and Pretoria, and some of them they received the kind of help that we were also looking for because I think because of their. Of their environments or where they were situated i i I'm, I have to believe what it was because of that um, I mean who would drive from Pretoria to come to an unknown area and and um donate or give us their money i don't know i really i i i don't know what what um how to answer that question is a very difficult answer i wish i had an answer to to that question but also i i also need to 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 mention that we did not even receive support from our municipality like you have a, municip- a municipality that has uh, a department that looks at um, community development that looks at uh arts and culture But all of those, they could not come to the table and assist us. I mean, we wrote letter after letter. Every time you wanted to use a government facility like a community hall, Mm -hmm. you know, for an event to raise money, they tell you, how you must bring this much before you can have access to the hall. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it was really difficult to make um, new breed uh, work and to, to sustain the idea.
0: What has dropping that meant for the people who are benefiting from it?
1: It has been very difficult for myself also because I get a lot of young people who write to me. I get a lot of young people who say, I've been to one of their programs that you guys used to run. I was part of... Um, this initiative? Why are we not doing it? Why can't we continue with it? Um, we ran an annual talent show, mm-hmm. and young people came and, you know, they were very active. They, they, um, they had an opportunity to showcase their talent and, and all of that. But now, there isn't a platform where young people are able to do that. And I think that has been uh, demoralizing um, for the greater part. Mm-hmm
0: and so you 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 took the difficult decision to to look and and shut those doors and move on and started this excellent business um, mm-hmm. um producing eggs um well, you started the producing bit later, but you started mm-hmm. an egg business yeah what what was the plan there
1: um I had to <laughs> employ myself mm-hmm. because i I am from a community where there are no jobs but I did not want to join everyone who was waiting for government to come and do this for them because I had an experience with government mm-hmm. and um, I just I felt like the change that I want to see, mm-hmm. I need to Mm-hmm. the first person to to act on that change and become that change mm-hmm. and Barack Obama um, used to say that we are the ones we have been waiting for. Mm-hmm. So I knew that no one is coming to save me. Mm-hmm. I need to save myself. So excellent came from that area. Um, a lot also happened in my personal life but I don't really want to focus on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to create an opportunity mm-hmm. for for employment for myself mm-hmm. but the idea with running a business is that you want to create more opportunities for others. And you said the business is
0: all of less than a year? Yes, about the business is eight months. Yes. That's interesting because geez talk about timing. When it started, you were obviously optimistic. You were creating an opportunity for yourself. You had circumstances in your personal life that pulled you to the worst direction. How did it start? How did it go in the beginning?
1: I did not even think about the idea. You know, when the idea came to mind, mm-hmm. I ran with it. Mm-hmm. I did not think about the challenges that I I could face in the future. I did not think about the impossibilities. Mm-hmm. I just knew that I had this idea and I wanted to make it happen. And I remember I went to a very big farm. I bought eggs from them in bulk and I started reselling. Mm -hmm. And the support was amazing. People started responding to what I was, what I was doing very positively. And in two months down the line, I was like, this is what I want to continue doing. I am going to perfect this. I'm going to study about eggs because to be honest, I, I had, I did not really know much about um, farming and producing eggs uh, and all of that. So I committed myself to to studying my product mm-hmm. to make it better and to come up with ways to, to actually sell and to be innovative and make sure that we get to, uh, to customers because there are stores around, like um, small puzzle shops that I'm competing with, mm-hmm. but I needed to have something that sets me apart. Mm. So, yeah, I, I, the starting of, uh, of this business is something that I did not really sit down and think about and calculate. I had this thought and I ran with it. The pos the, the response. Was was positive from the onset, and I knew that this is what I want to do, and I have been enjoying every minute of it.
0: And then the COVID nineteen pandemic arrived like nobody
1: business. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> How has that affected you?
1: Um, level five and level four were a blessing. <laughs> But I can call it that mm. to me, because um, people did not want to go and stand on long queues to buy their eggs. So I was the person that they thought about. They gave me a call and they would drive and pick up uh, eggs with me. Um, so the the COVID-19 situation, I, I can't really talk about, but the lockdown mm. has worked to my benefit. Wow. Definitely. So yeah,
0: What a lovely story. <laughs> Listen, all the best to you. We wish you really all the best. This is some, obviously, I mean, for me, I'm looking at this and I'm saying, what a wonderful way of looking at a silver lining there. Lebu we wish you all the best. The thank you so much. And, and yeah, keep going, keep going. Uh, really, you encourage us. Uh, thank you very much for making the time to talk to us.
1: Thank you so much, Pamela, and to the rest of your team for having me. Absolutely. Um, I hope people will follow us on Facebook
0: at Oh, thank you so much. Okay, so that's our series, okay? That starts the series that we're going to have daily on young people and just getting their perspective. Wasn't that a lovely story? I mean, that that's that's encouraging. That was really encouraging. So the company is called Excellent uh, with an e double g s with excellent. Uh, Spelt with eggs at the at, in the front there, and uh, you can also follow her. It's Lebo Mashiro. She's the founder of that business, and she's based in Mpumalanga. I thought that was really beautiful. Okay, to kids' corner now for a little breather, and then we'll be back with more.